G'day and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Message. My name's Lockie. I'm your host of this podcast and really my job is to help you to leverage the 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message to help you grow your faith. This week, I actually changed roles and Riley Brown interviews me for part two of figuring faith out. And part two was centered around the faith catalyst of practical teaching. How sitting in an environment with practical teaching is going to help you to grow your faith, not just because you hear it, but because you can start to apply it. So stay tuned for the conversation or the discussion that I have with Riley. Uh, We really think you're going to enjoy it. See you later. Well, welcome to Beyond the Message, where we want to help you win in the 167 hours following your Sunday experience with us uh, at Beyond. And uh, we're really excited today to be jumping into part two or unpacking part two of figuring faith out. Uh, and today it's a bit of a role reversal lock. It's a little bit like parent trap as we jump into to look at uh, what we were looking at in part two, which was practical teaching. Uh, so really excited today to be able to interview Lockie McLean. Mate, what a time you are being interviewed today. It's great. You hit me with the Uno you know, reverse card. The Uno um, you know, reverse card. Probably my least favorite wild card in terms of Uno. You know. Really? More so than plus four. Are we calling that a wild card? No, no or like least it? favorite to have. Ah, right, right, right. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, no, I just instantly thought of it like Parent Trap with, I don't know if you've seen that one with Lindsay Lohan. Uh, it was the only um, movie my grandparents had on DVD. Oh, really? And so I've watched it a few times. Bizarre. The only uh, DVD or VCR that we had at my grandparents' place growing up was Sound of Music or Cliff Richards, Summer I... Holiday. For those out there that know it, Absolute bangers. I definitely got the better end of the deal you in terms of grandparent uh, technology. <laughs> you had some great ones. Um, but mate, how good. We are going to jump in and get really practical just in terms of unpacking uh, part two of figuring faith out. Uh, and on Sunday, we looked at the idea of practical teaching when it comes to figuring out faith. We're going to explore that a little bit more in a second. But uh, you left us with this, this form Monday because uh, we believe at Beyond, what's the point in coming to church on Sunday or engaging with church on Sunday if it's not going to change you and impact you for Monday for the rest of the week? And the for Monday, the big application step this week was to get in an environment that prioritizes application over information, cracker, love it, or prioritize application over information. Uh, so as we lead or kind of jump into this conversation uh, today in Beyond the Message, can you kind of give us a little bit of a recap uh, just of the Sunday message, like maybe the bottom line and, and how, how you are, led us to that application. Yeah, essentially, there's kind of two different Four Mondays, if you recall from the Sunday, um, for two different groups of people. So if you're a Christian, um, it's kind of the call to prioritize application over information. And, and the way we got there was basically looking at Jesus' teaching. And he says at the end of his biggest sermon, where he talks basically about how to have, um, how to have faith. Like mm. if this was, if this was, perfect faith looked like this is it jesus basically hands it to us Mm. but then he finishes by saying um if you apply these words you're like a wise dude who built his house on a rock now i've never really built i don't haven't seen anyone build a house on a rock i've actually seen them do the concrete slab but i assume that's the same kind of concept you'd think yeah i've only ever seen concrete slabs myself yes so let's just say it's the the modern translation is Concrete slab. Build his house on a concrete slab, not in an earthquake field or anything like that. Mm. Um, 
But the idea being that if you apply these words, hey, it's going to be a firm foundation. That's really what we're looking at is a firm foundation. And if you're a non-Christian listening, it's to get into an environment that prioritizes application over information. So to not be looking at things that are just about knowledge, but to be starting to look at things in your life that are going to change the way you live your life. Mm, mm, love it. Awesome. Well, as we kind of unpack a little bit more of that, the four Monday side of things and those two application next steps that you uh, left us with, a uh, couple of questions. We've got four questions today going off the four Monday. That's great, Riley. Did you come out of that yourself? <laughs> I didn't actually. No, I don't think so. Have you said this before? I'm almost certain. Yeah, I did. Oh, you've done that before. uh, Just kidding. It's a little bit new. But um, question number one, like to help us just unpack some of those thoughts. How would you kind of go about responding to this question? Is having knowledge of faith bad? Yeah, definitely. So no, it's uh, (laughs) a. That's not my answer. Uh, We we did this last week. No, knowledge of faith is good. All right. So the reason we kind of get to this point where you might think that knowledge is bad is because I kind of talked about application that much that you could probably assume that knowledge is bad. Um, my answer is no. No. Knowledge isn't bad. Um, knowledge is actually really good. Mm. And I think that in the faith, we're going to be really hungry to know more. And, you know, one of my confessions, uh, I go to Bible college, you know, a couple of years in, I don't know that much about the Old Testament. Yeah. Like these people just rat off stories about the Old Testament and Moses and the Israelites and people I've never even heard about, the Vegemites. Oh, yeah, the Vegemites, the Israelites, the Anamites, back to the Vegemites again. That's it. The Cheesy Mites. The Cheesy Mites. Those guys are, yeah, Um, they're crazy. And you know what? It's it's probably about time that I start really knuckling down on my knowledge of of that. Um, It's going to really help me. However, um, in that setting, application needs to be the priority. So... Mm. If it's all about knowledge, um, then then it's no good. We need to apply what we learn. So to learn things themselves, like it's not a bad thing mm. to want to grow more. And yep. there's going to be times where um, you want to learn. You want to lean back on some of the things you've learned, and and that's okay. Like it's good. It's good to have a knowledge base to to go. Okay, I'm in this situation. Mm-hmm. What would Jesus have to say? Mm. Um, but again, what would Jesus have to say? Well, what's his application point of that knowledge? So we've got to really find the balance between not just filling up our mind with just knowledge and kind of book knowledge. Yep. Uh, we kind of got to be street smart in a way in terms of our faith and our, in our Bible. Um, mm. So again, we talked about the example of fitness. It's if you start your fitness journey wanting to know about fitness, you probably won't get fit. Um, so you're saying if I go about just reading all about different exercises that I can do and how to do them and the diet that I can implement alongside of all those exercises but never actually apply what i've learned i'm all the exercises to know you're being sarcastic because it's it's kind of obvious isn't it yeah i think it's just pointing out exactly yeah the bottom line of, of what you're saying as well like it's not just enough to to be able to retain all the information and, and yeah. know all the information we have to move to application and knowledge is a means to get there so if i if i start my fitness journey and my starting point is I'm going to get fit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a six-pack. Yep. The steps that I take to there are going to determine the endpoint mm. where I'm going to get fit. I'm going to have a six-pack. And so, through that that journey, I learn, I'll learn more about it. But I'll learn through doing. Um, I'll learn about, you know, the best time of day that works for me to run it. I'll learn about what diet to, yep. to implement. Yep. I'll learn a lot about it. Mm. But if I go to learn about it, I'm not going to get that six-pack. Same mm. with, with our faith. If we start our faith, if we kind of reset our faith journey with, oh my goodness, I want to like I want to know this stuff like in, in such a deep way that mm. it changes my life. Mm. 
a couple years down the track, a couple of months, you're going to start seeing the change of that. Yep. A couple of years, you're going to see some big changes from your life because you've implemented your faith. Decades down the track, you're going to be a completely new person who is fully shaped uh, around the application points of Jesus. Mm. And it sounds like what you're talking about to Locke isn't just like a one-off moment of application. Like it's not something that's just executed once or one installment of something. Even as you're talking about exercise, there's a little bit of a long-term long-term progression yeah. to this, isn't there? Definitely. It's, um, it's a commitment. It's mm-hmm. in a way a lifestyle following mm. Jesus. Like it's, we'll get to the more of that later, but it's a new life. Um, in the same way, though, if you wake up one day and you don't go for that run, you're not unfit, right? You miss you miss a day, and that's okay. So with our faith, we've got to be careful that when we, we fall into sin or we miss a day of connecting with Jesus, it doesn't mean we're not spiritual anymore. It doesn't mean we've missed out. Uh, it just means we missed a day. And so often, Christians, we love to beat ourselves up because we miss days. We mm. miss weeks. We miss months sometimes. Um, we enjoy doing, you know, engaging with sin and, and things like that. It's fun. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, we've got to start just having some grace for ourselves um, with, you know, with how we apply, but yes. knowing that application is the end goal. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Well, moving on from question one, any anything else to touch upon there no, in question one? Sort of there. Raring for question two, because I think we'll be able to unpack a little bit more of what you're talking about with that consistency as well. Because what I'm hearing, Lockie, is there's there's almost kind of this uh, core for obedience. And I know this is something that you touched upon um, in part two as well. Because with, um, you know, with obedience, we think of times when, yeah, maybe we've we've slipped up or we're, we don't feel consistent. But there's also a calling uh, on our life in, in terms of stepping in relationship with, with Jesus just to be attuned to what he's telling us and what he's sharing with us as well. So why, why would you say, what does faith require obedience? Or even if we were to unpack it in another way, is it this kind of relationship with God? Is it meant to be just like a robot and I'm just following him? Like, how do you kind of, how can you explain obedience? Why does faith require obedience? Yeah, that's good. Let's talk about obedience first. And I know, I think I mentioned it in my message on Sunday, like the word. Um, the reason I'm like, why, like, I was questioning whether I mentioned it or not, because mm. I talked about the concept. Like, yep. the concept of obedience is there. And I don't really like to use the word obedience, but we're going to tackle it today because it gets used out of context. Um, It's words like obedience and submission that people reject. Like Mm. the church today is like, uh uh-uh, like that is like a bad word to be be obedient, submissive. I don't know where exactly the the kind of badness comes from, potentially relational abuse and things like that. Uh, But what we're talking about with, with God is a really different type of obedience rather than, say, like, I don't know, an example of obedience but that's bad. Um, you know, a, a, a husband that's super, like, controlling of his wife to the point where the wife is obedient to the husband. That's, you know, our mm. culture kind of rejects that. Hey, well, Yeah, is there, it's like a manipulation there, I think, yeah, is yeah. when, yeah, obedience becomes distorted. Definitely. Mm. And so we're talking compl- we're we're talking about something else yep. here. We, yep. We're going to like reframe this whole mm. thing about obedience. Um, I mean, when I found out what obedience was outside of what I thought it was, like it really changed the way I live. Okay. So essentially, obedience, like think think of a dog, right? A dog. I've got a dog. You've got a dog. What's your dog's name? Uh, Kobe. Kobe the dog. Kobe the dog. It, uh, it wears socks, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, so I do know your dog. My I- dog, yeah, does wear uh, non-stick like slippery 
st- oh, he slips around heaps because he's got very little feet. So we got to get these little, um, yeah, these little socks on him that help him not slide around so much. Yes, my dog, dog. King Charles Cavy, Kobe. Kobe. Tell me about dogs. Well, like, if I was to say, would you say Mm. that your dog is obedient to you? My dog, who is not toilet trained and is scared of the dark and won't go to the... We'll start again. We'll start again. Okay. He's a new dog. All right, new dog. So, in an ideal world, the dog is obedient to that. Yes, this sounds like your standard golden retriever lab. When you cross the road, the dog stops there and it doesn't just bolt across the road. Because you know, as the owner... It's going to get hit by a car at some point. And you've trained this dog to be obedient to you and your voice mm-hmm. that as you cross a road, it would just sit beside you and you would say, let's go. And the dog yep. goes, I trust it. Let's go. Dream dog. Right. And, and although a dog is obedient to its owner, you they're not a slave. Like people love their dogs mm. and, and dogs love their humans. Like that's, you know, if there's anything about a, a person and their dog, they love creating an Instagram account for their dog. It's true. I know a couple of people. I know a couple. And I know no judgment against him. Like, I love seeing dogs. Oh, it's but, great. Great but, documenting. But I, dogs, dogs, um, you know, they require obedience. And what I want to say about that is, you know, we're not then puppies and dogs and God is the, the owner. But mm. um, we, when we actually accept Jesus as our king, like as our the person that we want to follow, yep. we actually go under the authority of Jesus. Mm. We have this whole new world. There's two worlds going on. There's one that follows Jesus and one that doesn't. And basically, when we do that, we say, Jesus, I want to follow your way. I want to live like you. Mm. And I want to live like you in everything. And what Jesus says is, okay, this is what it looks like for you to follow me in your dating relationship. Mm. He says, Riley, like, this is what it looks like for you to follow me with your money, with your time, with your job, with your goals, with your version of success. And Across the course of a lifetime, let's just, this isn't like a, a, a 24 hour kind yep. of thing. This Again, is not one installment is not what you're saying. All. Yeah, yeah. God and, and Jesus will redirect and reframe your whole view mm. on, on everything mm-hmm. if you let him. All right. So mm. he, he wants to, he wants to tell you new things. And if, if you let him, he will redefine the definitions that you have and the ways that you go about all these things. So we become obedient to Jesus under his way of living. And there's freedom within that. It's not just saying, this is how you should act. It's saying, this is like, this is the guideline. Go for it. Test it out. Come back to me. Let me know how you went. Oh, you, you didn't do it too well. Oh, that's right. Let's have another go. He's like that fun uncle, you know, not necessarily like the, um, that's how I like to see God anyway, sometimes. The fun uncle. Yes. Um, he, he said, go out, go try it. Try this thing. Test it out. Give us some real world experience. You know, uh, go to your workplace. See what it looks like to be like me in your workplace. Come back to me. See how you go. Um, so we actually we become obedient to his way of living, not just like his rules of life, mm. if, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think there's a perception sometimes where I know um, even working within a school, a lot of young people and a lot of people in general actually like to have a perception that, that God, that they, you know, their experience of Christianity is based on the fact that they've had an experience with a Christian before who's made it out like God is this all-controlling master puppeteer mm. who's just calling all the shots and playing with all the strings from above and that the idea of obedience is literally like us being ants, like within a colony and at any time, like, yeah, God can take us out or God can re like course everything in a way that, you know, is, is 
playing into yeah a, a negative part of our life like there's a frustration and anger in, in thinking that god is this all controlling puppeteer but i'm hearing what you're saying in terms of a, a call to obedience where this is actually a, a god who calls himself a heavenly father at the same time and within this obedience and the grace that you're talking about there's a relationship there mm. as well 100 percent, and it's a bigger conversation uh because your your view on god is determined by so many factors mm. so when people some people might hear Heavenly Father and they might go shut off and they go, no, I reject that because my dad left me. Like my, my, my dad, my actual father mm. isn't there for me. So why would I believe a Heavenly Father is? Yep. So there's this whole bigger conversation. Of yeah, who no, is God? Definitely. Who is he in my life? What is he doing? And I've had to, in my life, I had to undo a lot of, the, of that. And part of it is what the church taught me. Part of it is what I learned on my own. Part of it is what my, my own family taught me about God mm-hmm. and what people mm-hmm. and the media taught about God. I had to sit down, sit alone and sit with God and work this out. Mm. Um, but what I will say is like, go on your journey, like work out who God is for you because he, like his relationship to you is not a follower robot, puppet, like a puppet. Yes. Yep. So our relationship to him therefore isn't like abusive controller. It's not like... Yeah, manipulation, um, like yeah, you talked yeah. about earlier. Mm. But... Again, you're not going to hear a 20-minute podcast. We're trying to keep this to 20 minutes, by the way. We are. We're trying so hard. I'm <laughs> clocking with it as we go on. Um, but you're not going to learn that. However, this is part of the application journey, mm. is that our faith takes an, a lifetime to unpack. Yep. My uh, One of my lecturers at uni, he, he's great, and he talks about at the, the day when he's 180, he'll mm. be good at faith. Um which is funny because, you know, obviously he won't make 180 and, and there's no point probably in his life where he'll get good at faith. It's a journey and yep. we, we apply it along the way mm. and we, we road test it. Yep, yep. Um, so probably like from my standard, probably by the time about 490, I'll be good at faith. 490 is what you're calling. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Oh, I love what you're saying though because it's not, it's when it comes to faith, faith isn't a destination or a full stop that we eventually get to and become all enlightened on some altar or anything like that in any way. It's not like a finish line to it all, but uh, more so it is. It's a journey and it's an adventure as well. And I guess like if we look kind of at a third question uh, as we kind of land the plane, uh where, firstly, where can I start to apply these things in my life or just this living out this life of obedience? Where and how can I start to apply some of this stuff? That's great. So we're going to look at the Sermon on the Mount. And just for those listening at home, I'm holding two Bibles. That's how that's how holy I am at the moment. At the same at, time. At the same time. I'm reading from two different Bibles. Crazy. Uh, just applying it twice as hard. <laughs> um, but we get this really timeless teaching. And... Really, um, in the middle somewhere in here, I'm trying to read between my two, I can't find it. But it, it basically, it boils down the faith mm. to two things, two mm-hmm. ideas, to love God and to love others. Yep. And we we do a great job in the church of overcomplicating faith. We, we say it's all sorts of things. Jesus himself says it's two things, love God and love others. Mm. I use this analogy, um, I use a slinky, and I'm not holding one currently, but just want you to imagine at home or wherever you are, a slinky. All right, it's this it's this uh, wire that just keeps going down. Like there's you know layers of it, and um, it just keeps following the same kind of cylinder path. Mm. Essentially, like if you I want you to imagine that one loop or one ring of this slinky is kind of the faith, and it's learning like everything about the faith. Um, 
But then there's the next layer and the next layer and the next layer. And basically this Christian journey is just unpacking the next layer, the next layer, the mm. next layer, mm. because it's the same content. Yep. And there's, it's, there's not much to faith. And Jesus even says that himself, to love God, to love others. But in different contexts, different points in our life, we learn in a brand new way. So you might hear the same, you might read one Bible verse when you're 10 years old. That's going to mean something completely different to you when you're 20. Mm. It's going to change your life when you're 30. It's going to annoy the heck out of you when you're 40. But it's the same thing. And so we learn at a new level and a new level and it just keeps tracking down. And that's the journey of faith. We don't reach the end of the slinky. We just keep going. We keep learning it. Um, And so basically the Sermon on the Mount, I said at the start, it's Jesus' way of saying like, hey, as a follower of me, I want you to have perfect faith. I know it's not going to happen. I want, you, I want you to have perfect faith, but I'm going to outline what it looks like. So here, here's what it looks like to have perfect faith in murder. Uh, don't murder people, by the way. That's great. This is it's what it start. looks like to carry my word and my lifestyle. This is what it looks like um, to to have revenge or to forgive. And he, and he just outlines how to give, how to pray, mm. outlines everything. So if you want to look at what you can start to apply, look at the Sermon on the Mount, not as like a book to read front to back. Yep. But as a lifestyle, mm. as as a thing to go, wow, what is, wow. So you know, I I don't know. Every time you read something new on this book, I think of do not worry. There's a segment called do not worry. It says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Mm. How many of us are scared of our next meal or our next mortgage payment or rent in this COVID time? We've lost our jobs, yet our our God has said. Don't worry. Look at the birds. Do they do they have a bank account? Have they ever gone hungry? Mm. It blows my mind that like it's so simple. And this is in the this is one of the first things I ever read. Yeah, became a Christian. Yet a couple of years like years down the track, decades. There's this same teaching that just hits me in a new way. Just as relevant every time. Even more. Mm. Mm. Um. It just like. You know, and and it's probably it'll, it'll take you twenty minutes to read the whole thing, but just honestly read it. It's it's found in Matthew chapter five and six. Um, it's a phenomenal, yeah, it's a phenomenal text. It's yep. historic, yeah. But it actually it just it changes you every time you read it, mm. and that'll really help in terms of next steps to just understanding this, this core to a life of obedience and breaking down the definition of obedience as well. Yes, that's Sermon right. on the Mount, Matthew five. And six, and six, both chapters there. And the reason I, I have two Bibles is because I've got an NIV, which is kind of standard. You, you've probably got one if you've yep. got a Bible. Yeah, so one translation. One translation, but I've got a different one. It's not a translation. It's called a paraphrase mm-hmm. um, because it's it's really written differently. Mm. Uh, it's taken a really kind of modern approach to the Bible. And the reason I have this here is because... Um, it's it's a it's easier more palatable way to read. So if you want to if you want to engage with your scripture, your Bible, uh, I recommend that you get yourself a message Bible or you get your app. And yep. You flick in the message because it'll just it'll say things differently. I'll, I'll I'll give you an example. There's this bit about salt and light, um, and it says um, you are the salt of the earth. Uh, basically, that's that's like the sentence. You mm-hmm. are the salt of the mm-hmm. earth. Like, what does that mean? Um, and you're jumping over to message. Jumping translation now. Here we go. Where it says, let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be the salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. Oh. Come on. Oh. It's like MasterChef language it is. there. Yeah. Like, you know, fresh off watching Matt Preston cook. <laughs> and you hear that, you know, bring out the God flavors. Like, 
there's there's so much good and so much God in this world. Yeah. And as the salt of the earth, we bring out the flavors and we point people towards the goodness. Mm. Yeah, mm. just the imagery. I love yeah. it. I love it. So, and you're saying, so the message translation is just an awesome tool for us or a place to go to just to understand more of, of what scripture is actually saying. 100%. Like this is an application kind of Bible. The, the, same, the, the first one is too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just Both re- just, yeah. Oh, both. First one, definitely, yeah. And read between them. Compare, contrast. Um, but it, it, it's a tool, again, to help you start applying and getting some really good imagery around like, what what does this thing look like? What does it look like for me to forgive? Um, both versions will give you the same story, the same narrative, just in a, in a different way. Mm, I love that. There we go. Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, chapter 5, chapter 6 as well. Have a read. Find uh, a Bible. You can get the Version Bible app as well. You can find the NIV translation on there. NLT is another cracker as well, but jumping in on the message uh, translation you too, just to help you unpack. Any language you like. Any language. you are bilingual. Many languages to choose from. How good. Well, Locke, jumping into question four, uh, that was an that was an awesome response as well, uh, just in terms of, of how we can go about applying obedience within our life and unpacking it more. But question number four for you. Number four, where are some of these environments uh, just in our world, whether it's an online world uh, or in our local kind of beyond Griffin context as well, um, where are some of the environments that really prioritize application in this way? Where do you think some of these places exist? This is the opportunity to give a shameless plug towards our own community. And, And the only reason for that is because we are in a series called Figuring Faith Out, and it is about application teaching mm-hmm. so that you would figure your faith out yep but what you might not realize or you might not have seen is that like that's how we communicate yeah so we uh we we don't beat around the bush out beyond in terms of talking about conceptual things that might change your life probably won't we've, we've made an effort and i've jumped on board with beyond in the last um year and a half because, because of this reason, because mm. of the, the application mm. value of this church. Um, so we, we do this week in, week out, and, and Chris and Riley particularly have led this from the front. But you could probably talk about it better than I can, Riley, because you, you, you do communicate um, more than I do. But Yeah, oh, I think we've always said, you know, on, on Sunday, like our uh, big hope for people is to inspire people to take steps towards life change. Um, but yeah, and a big part of... I guess how we communicate messages of a Sunday as well. And what we've been doing with beyond at home right now is we do, we've always wanted to make things really applicable and Lockie, you've, you've summed it up beautifully in the sense that we want to move people from information mm. to application. I would say it's, it's one of the reasons we exist as an organization, as a church. Yeah. And I think it's one of the ways that we grow in, well, let's take it growing relationship with one another but also mm. grow in relationship with God and, and grow as, as followers of Jesus as well and actually understand more about our faith journey because I understand uh, that for a lot of us, we will have a different uh, different definition of what a faith journey mm. looks like and, and what a Christian looks like as well. I can, I can understand that, but I think follower of Jesus has a very different definition. There's a real calling there to be a disciple and a student and a pupil and a learner. Uh, and with that comes that call to obedience and a call to actually... Uh, yeah, f- follow in the, the footsteps of, of how Jesus modeled love and, and how Jesus just responded to the needs of the world too. And um, he didn't do it just through information. He did it through showing it. <laughs> oh, I've got to say though, just talking about Jesus for a bit, he's, he's funny because... Um, I thought he'd come up in this Yeah, no, uh, he, podcast. Does, he would. Like 
when he's talking about generosity, and I'll tie it back to beyond and generosity. Yep, love it. He talks about generosity, and and everyone in the crowd at this point in time is just like they're like Jesus. Tell us how much I need to give. Tell us the percentage. And Jesus is like, give. He just says, he just says, give. Like, give until you can't give anymore. Mm. And and we go back and we're like, oh, okay, so is that like 8%? Is that what, what you know? Yep. Is that yep. like 100 Tell bucks a week? Tell us what to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he just says, he says, give. Like, if you, had, if you had perfect faith, you'd keep nothing for yourself. You'd make sure your needs are taken up and, you, and you'd give. Of course, we don't have perfect faith. Um, but the, re- you know... We, we try and model that uh, with our teaching at Beyond. And, um, you know, for instance, when we talk about money, we do a series called Be Rich. Mm. And it's like, it's it's not about, oh, here, if you want to give some money, it's like, hey, if, if we're going to apply the teachings of Jesus, this month together as a community, we're going to give some money and we're going to bless organizations and charities with that money. So it's not about saying, oh, like, if you feel like it, you know, give some money. It's like, even if it's a dollar, Give, but push yourself. Give, give, yep. give like you haven't before, because as a community, we're going to make a difference. Um, so that's just mm. like that's talking a bit about mm. beyond. Um, but you know, we that's that the, the reason we can talk about beyond in that is because it is the reason we exist. Like there's there's not much. Our church is bit, pretty simple. Um, that's one of the things we really prioritize is application. Mm. And then the next series, this series we're currently in, is all about application. So yeah, like. To be in an environment to, to hear application, just just tune in, come back, keep coming back to this podcast. It's going to be good over the next couple of weeks. I love it. And it'll be a fun time too. Of course. Well, like anything else to summarize what we've been talking about in this Beyond the Message? Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, just to finish, we could talk about Beyond, but there are some great people out there, great resources, which you can listen to. Um and I'm just going to throw out some names and you can join. We're going to... Oh, just, chuck some names out there, are we? Names. You know what? And, and if you want to just pause or whatever, listen to these names. Google them, Instagram them, podcast them, YouTube mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. Skype them. Probably can't <laughs> do that. Um, but look, someone... These, these are people that we... You know, Riley and I both really respect in terms of um, content. So Craig Groeschel, for me, really applicable. He'll tell you what he wants you to do with the information. After. Yeah. Yep. Do we just go back and forth? You want to well, I was actually just going to write off Craig a little bit more in terms of, yeah, Craig's also got an awesome leadership podcast as well, which I think really paints an awesome picture of, of how you move from information to application yep. in terms of just leadership in general. He speaks from a business point of view as well, as well as through uh, church side of things too. So um, yeah, just just adding on top of Craig Groeschel there, you'll see uh, just an awesome method uh, for how you kind of yeah move towards next steps that will mm. greater impact your life whilst learning at the same time. Definitely. I think of Rich Wilkson Jr. He married Ki- uh, Kim and Kanye. Oh, he's so, popped up again. Yes, uh, we've talked about this two weeks ago, didn't we? We did talk about that. It's good uh, to, yeah. That's his resume. So yes. you can take that, you know, you take that any direction you want. Take that to the bank, yeah. He's got some awesome kind of one-liners as well, but really clear kind of, uh, yeah, next step approach again. Uh, just through how he does a lot of his messages of a Sunday. I think of like an Andy Stanley as well, Lockie, uh, another awesome communicator. Um, Mike that, Todd. That shares things. Yeah, Mike Sorry, Todd. you were talking about Andy. No, no. You would, yeah, Mike Todd right now, I think, is going through a relationship series. He with, is with over a million followers on Instagram. Uh, he's just blown up. Yeah, but at the same time, I think a big part of that too is is that he uh, does just yeah speak um, with a real understanding of how people can better their lives and, and better their relationships um, by, again, absorbing knowledge, yes, but coming to understand more about themselves and more about God in the process to understand more 
uh, about how they can yeah have better their lives by uh, by how they give, by how they serve, and mm. by how they love others. So those are throwing some names out. Um, but of course, like you were saying, Lockie, a big part of this as well is actually exploring not just the definition of obedience, but actually stepping uh, into um, yeah, stepping into the starting point of your faith as well by coming to understand what obedience looks like for you in relationship with God. Mm. So, Locke, I think that's a beautiful summary and an awesome beyond the message for part two. Hey, we're really excited next week for part three because I believe Chris O'Podlick is back. He is. Um, he, he's back. Yeah, that's all I can say. It's, it's an exciting podcast. Um, I'm looking forward to, to doing it and having him back on the show. Uh, I, I like you both. You know, I like having you both. I like to alternate. So you know, yep. don't want to get too... You know, no favoritism. To no, that's, that's I completely good. understand. But hey, it's going to be an awesome time. Locke's going to be back to interview Chris for part three of Beyond the Message. Hey, thanks again for joining us for a little bit of your extra 167 hours outside of your Sunday. We look forward to catching you back here for figuring out faith beyond the message in part three. Well, thanks for listening. We really hope you got some value out of this podcast and then you can start to begin applying the teachings of Jesus in your life this week. We'll see you next week for part three of Figuring Faith Out with Private Disciplines with Chris Podlick. We're really looking forward to it and we'll see you then.